welcome to the Summer Camp Society podcast. Each episode, we're joined with guests to go over and explore some wild ideas, find tangible takeaways, and mostly have fun. Through this first batch of episodes, we'll be exploring staff recruitment. Before we get started, we're going to hear from Emily on why she loves being a part of the Summer Camp Society membership. My name is Emily Dobmeyer, and I am the Camp and Festival Director at Luzerne Music Center. I am a member of the Summer Camp Society and joined membership in February of 2022 after attending a Summer Camp Society retreat. Being a part of this community has kept me engaged and connected as a camp director. The opportunity to get to meet every single week with my peers, the leaders of Summer Camp Society, the faculty members they bring in, it really is a chance to hear from some of the greatest innovators in our industry right now. Getting to interact, have discussions so often helps me really keep a pulse on what is happening in the world outside of my own camp. To learn more about membership, head on over to thesummercampsociety.com. All right, Jack, take it away. Let's go the Summer Camp Society podcast round two. This time I'm joined by my dear friend, Chris Rustupin, who is one of the founders of Transplaining, a lot of other things. We're not going to get into that right now because... I want to hear, Chris, we're talking about how do we recruit, retain, or otherwise help folks become staff members at our camp this summer. And before uh, before we started recording, you had a couple of hot takes. Chris, if you right now were in charge of a camp, what would be the first three things you would do to start recruiting camp staff for next summer? If I was in charge of a camp right now, I think the first thing that I would do is honestly evaluate how things went last summer, right? Like it all has to start with evaluating what you're doing successfully and what you're not doing successfully. So starting out, I would survey staff that I had last summer and say like, why'd you come? Why are you or are you not going to come back? What are your friends talking about? When you talk to your friends about coming to camp, are they like, you're bananas, don't do, I'm not ever gonna do that. Or are they like, I have more questions. I'd really try to get a survey of, of where people are, right? Like, I think we got to get real and honest about why we're seeing this trend of not finding staff. And once we get real and honest about it, I think we can then start to find some answers. So I think that's, that's number one. Talk to your staff, talk to young people and figure it out. And wait, let me make that real tangible for folks really quick, because when you say talk to your staff, I'm overwhelmed. All of a sudden I'm like, do I need to talk to a thousand people? Here's what I would do from that. I'm making a list of the five staff that I want to make sure come back next summer. Mm. And and yes. I am scheduling calls with those five staff first. And I'm having that conversation that you just said, which is, what did you love about, about camp this summer? What do you think was hard? And the thing that I think is really interesting and different that you said is, what are your other friends, both at camp and out of camp, saying about going to work at camp? And from that, I'm taking a whole bunch of notes. I got five folks. Hopefully, I'm getting those five, five folks locked on. And then maybe I can have a, another set of five, another set of 10. But I want to do those five first because realistically, we're busy. And uh, that's where I can start. Yeah. And something really important that you said there is that like you're not jumping straight into a think tank, right? Like you're not jumping into those five staff members being in a room together where they're all going to spin off of each other's ideas. I think that can be really helpful, but framing it as a one-to-one conversation to start off with, I think is gonna be helpful for a couple of reasons. It's gonna get real and honest feedback from those people where they're not worried about what their friends are gonna say, but it's also going to give them buy-in 
and an, and an understanding that you're appreciating their opinions and their thoughts, which will hopefully like be a recruitment strategy in and of itself, right? Like building that relationship and showing care that you want to know why they want to come back or not come back, um, I think can actually be a strategy to get them back. I, I love that. Okay, so first thing you're doing is the, are these one-on-one 510 conversations with uh, some of the staff you want to make sure come back, who you think are the most thoughtful, who you think are awesome. What's number two? I think number two is, um, and something that's near and dear to my heart, is really understanding your positionality and your camp's positionality when it comes to equity work. Um, I think that a lot of younger people are going to start shying away from camps that aren't doing equity work in the way that like Gen Z is going to want it to happen. Um, And again, I think some of that's going to come out in those conversations with former staff members. But I think investing some true time um, in people who have uh, marginalized identities and those discussions to say like, what are we missing as a camp? Um, And I'm not just talking about recruiting for diversity, right? Like, of course, that's important. But I think more than people with marginalized identities care about equity issues. Um, And I think we need to examine that as a recruitment strategy as well. So, yeah, just really looking at those practices, seeing where your stumbling blocks are, and then advocating for changes. You know, if you're sitting in a position of middle management where you're saying, like, we need to put pronouns in our email signatures and you've got someone above you who's like, oh, the world's not ready for that. That's a really good time to enlist those voices of your younger staff members to say like, no, like that was three years ago where we should be way beyond that. And, and, and getting those people in the conversation to make those changes. Uh, okay, so I, I, I totally agree. And I want to understand how the hell do I do that? How, how do I take a look at my hiring practice how, how do i how do i like you said make sure i put pronouns in my emails got it check done i can do that that's no problem but like what the hell do i do also you can curse on this podcast uh, chris i know you uh, love yeah. cursing i know you love <laughs> cursing so but you could like what the fuck do i do like how do i how do i actually do that um one i know i can try and get, try and get you to help me like i can pay you to do that but you're busy like you can only help so many camps um i yep. can call our friends uh, at Ors, I can call Simone, I can call Michaela and Brianna at, at Smore Melanin. I'm sure that there's a ton of groups in each of our local communities that we can re- reach out to. That's a great place to start. And I want to advocate for money in our budgets to be able to do that. And I want to be realistic. I might not have that right now. So what do I mm-hmm. do? Um, I think, I think again, you've got to talk to the people that are already in your network um, that are passionate about this. You know, do you have uh, people in your your community who are who are doing equity work. Um, it's so great to to reach out to organizations that are doing justice work in camping. But you're right, um, it's a big theme now, and we're all pretty slammed. Um, so looking inward to see, do you have anybody in your community who's willing to do it at a low cost or for free? I still think there's an opportunity to be in conversation with your own staff um, about where you're missing the mark. I still think you've got to, if you're going to have that conversation, you want to do it. Um, have somebody who is, you know, not your executive director, because nobody's going to tell them exactly what they think, because it's a fear based piece of things, but have somebody who can have that conversation in a safe way, who can report back out to say, 
have you thought about this part of your hiring process? Have you thought about this part of your application? Um, Have you thought about salaries in this range or really getting creative to look at where the disparities are in your hiring practices? Okay, Chris, this is what I want to do. This is, okay. I got, I got, you've inspired me. This is what I, this is what I'm going to do. And then this is what I would do if I was someone else. What I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to ask you and maybe, and probably Simone, Simone, if you're listening, I hope that, uh, that you'll help us out here. Um, and I'm going to pay you and Simone to come to a summer camp society meeting, uh, for our members. And this is not me trying to get members to, this is just solving the problem in my own head. Right. So, so that the members can come with their questions. And this is a group that's like going to lower the expense, all that kind of stuff, because it's the Summer Camp Society paying for it. So it'll be free for members. And they're going to say, I'm going to let them know that we're talking about um, equitable hiring practices. And I'm going to have all of them look at their own practices and come with questions to ask you and Simone, because both of you do this, this kind of work. And then spend an hour where a group is talking to you, asking you questions. It's not going to be perfect. And none of this is going to be perfect. If I wasn't a member of the Summer Camp Society, what I would do is call the five camps that I know the best and try and pool some money together to be able to do something very similar, but with five camps that are similar to mine in my association that I'm friends with, whatever, so that we can pay you fairly, we can pay Simone fairly, we can pay whoever's going to be helping us fairly, and that there isn't an overwhelming new burden that isn't budgeted for, that should be budgeted for, that kind of thing, to, to start taking some real steps. Yeah, I love that. And I think the a really good thing about that is, I think one of the things that's been kind of going on in the industry for such a long time is we do feel really siloed in our camps. And I mean, for the most part, I'm going to give camps pretty similar advice across the board about this these things. And then there's going to be a natural synergy that happens amongst everybody in that group that's going to be far cooler than what I have to say, right? Like, I think I have some pretty cool stuff to say, but everybody else makes it really cooler when they take it and, and put it back out and, you know, like kind of churn it around until it becomes a really cool and refined product that we can all benefit from. All right. Hell yeah. I love that. Okay. So first step is I'm going to interview five, five ish staff members about what they love about camp, what was challenging and what their friends say about camp. There's going to be a lot of other conversation that happens there. Second step is I'm going to look at my hiring practices and see from the lens of justice. And the way I'm going to do that is at the Summer Camp Society, we're going to have a membership meeting about that where we pay you and Simone. If I'm not a member of the Summer Camp Society, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to again, email you and Simone. Could be other people too. You email uh, Definitely email some more melanin. You know, there's a lot of awesome, awesome groups out there and get y'all to get paid to come and sit and and do a uh a conversation with a group of us now if i've got infinite money then i'm just having you come and look at my own camp stuff one-on-one but i don't have infinite money and so i'm trying to save some money if you're a camp that has infinite money let's talk because that sounds awesome and a whole different problem set um all right chris that's number two what is number three all right number three i feel so very strongly about this and it's just palpable for me that we have to, again, like reflect back on last summer and think about like, what was really fucking fun? Like what happened at your camp that your staff just like lost their shit about because it was so fun. I didn't think about like, what were the elements of that and how do we inject more fun into the thing? Right. We talk about salaries a lot. 
And it is so important. Making money um, that you can pay your bills and do all of those things is essential. And also no amount of money is going to be paid if it's not going to be fun to work at camp because camp is hard. It is hot and there are bugs and kids can be little jerks. I love them so very much. Um, but we have to make sure that we're, we're supporting our staff in finding their joy because if they can't find joy in their work, they're not going to bring the joy for kids. So really thinking about that, that joy piece and making sure that it is very intentional as part of kind of our support of staff. Hell yeah, I love that. All right, Chris, on the spot here. What was something that was very joyful for you that made you want to keep coming back to, to work at camp? Mm. I, I think it was like those surprise appreciations. Um, the ones that you didn't see coming, like it would be a really, really hot, you know, week or whatever. And we would like roll in for our, our final staff meeting and there'd be like blizzards. And that's such a little thing. And yeah, maybe it costs the camp 300 bucks, but it was like, they acknowledged that it was hot. They acknowledged that we had a horrible week and I got a cookies and cream blizzard out of it. And like the, the celebration surrounding that. So, right. It's not just about the blizzard. It's not just about the ice cream. It's about the acknowledgement and a very specific one. It was hot. So they gave us ice cream. You know, it wasn't like it's hot. So they gave us, I don't know, a gift card to Walmart. That doesn't, that's not thematically relevant. Um, so I, I think those are the kind of things. And then again, just really appreciating your staff to know their energy levels and when they need time to just like celebrate um, and understand like at the end of staff week, you know, at the end of each week, a staff meeting is important and that staff meeting should usually be focused on recapping the joy from the week and then letting them celebrate like leave on Fridays on a cele Fridays if that's when your camp ends but leave Fridays on a celebratory note so that when they come back on Sunday ready for a new group of kids again the days are made up that they're like ready and they're excited uh all right Chris I skipped this at the beginning but who the hell are you and why do you do this oh, why do you yeah. do this work why like why bother spending all this time, energy, and and essentially losing money to um, to to do the work that you do. Yeah. So my name is Chris. Uh, I use the pronouns he, him, his. Um, I'm the co-founder of Transplaining and probably the biggest fan of summer camp. As I mean, as soon as I was old enough to go, um, I love camp because I truly think it's transformative. Um, the way counselors are able to work with young kids is we don't see it hardly anywhere else in the world. Um, I, I love camp because it's not just about the things that you do, but the feelings that it gives you. Um, and again, like when I think about the most joyful moments of my life, almost all of them are at camp, except for my wedding, which again, I married a camp person. So like, it's, I, it's just all camp all the time for me. Um, I think it, there's just more capacity to make change in kids than you see in schools or sports or anywhere else. And that's what keeps me coming back. It's just, just the love, just the love of the joy. Chris, if you were uh, the camp director of camp transplanting, yeah, and you were recruiting staff to come to camp, and they said in their interview, Chris, why should I work here? I can make more money and work less at Target. What would you say? 
I would say that is 100% accurate. And you're going to forget almost anybody you sell shoes to. And you're going to remember a lot of the kids that come through this program. And that is why you should do this. Oh, okay. Let's go, everybody. That was easy. We're game, game on. We're doing it. All right, Chris, I, I want to brainstorm here and I want to I play a game. All right. I want to put twenty five. I want to put twenty five hundred dollars into the staff recruitment budget. Okay. Okay. And yep. uh, let's 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 build out this this game a little bit here. We've got to recruit yep. fifty. We got to recruit fifty staff. So that's right. approximately fifty dollars per person. If you want to spend it that way, you could whatever. And our job is to come up with uh, I don't know ten ideas that we could we could do for less than twenty five hundred dollars to recruit okay. fifty. Our job is to recruit fifty staff for let's just take it home for a camp that's uh, designed to inspire the next generation of radically empathetic decision makers uh, outside okay. of Saratoga Springs, New York. That's stomping ground, everybody. That's, that's where the camp I started. All right, Chris, we got to recruit 50 staff. We got 2,500 bucks. What do we do? Okay. First thing I'm going to focus equally on return staff as I am to new staff, because I think that's one of the best buckets that you can pull from is the people who already love you and know you. So I'm going to take, half of that money and I'm going to put on some kind of event in the winter to get all of the staff back together that you are interested in rehiring, possibly staff um, who have who have been around longer, longer who might not come back, but are like legacy members of your team. And I'm going to do something stupid fun, like a skating party, because I think roller skating is amazing. I think it reconnects you with things that happened when you were a kid. I don't know if everybody roller skated, I roller skated. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So we're going to have a roller skating party. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about memories and it's going to be very free flowing. We're not doing a program. Everybody get together. Um, and then we're going to talk about um, how, how hiring is going to go for the season. Then I am going to use the rest of it, probably traveling to some job fairs, but your swag's got to be amazing, period. You have to have something fun. You have to have something memorable. So we're going to, we're going to do some job fairs. And then I think that I'm going to pay, again, some of the staff who have already signed on to kind of be camp ambassadors, right? People don't want to hear from me. I'm the camp director. I'm old and I'm boring. Who they want to hear from is someone who is kind of living in the experience of being a frontline counselor and having them be the connection with those people. You know, as you're going to your job fairs, as you're getting interests, people who are a little bit interested, like use that interest, but then build the relationship. So the interest becomes more of a commitment. Number one, then they're more likely to say yes. And not only that, but they're still more likely to actually show up because we know that we have a lot of folks who hire who never make it to day one of staff training nowadays. So thinking about continually building that relationship so they have the buy-in, so they really do show up um, and are ripping and ready to go on day one of, of staff training. Uh, all right. I, I don't know what I think about this idea, but here's what I, here's what I, uh, so Becca Bastos, uh, actress Becca on, on TikTok, you should look her up. She worked at Stomping Ground. She's got like, I don't know, some thousands of followers. I'm wondering, Chris, do you think that I could, I could definitely do this, but do you think it would uh, recruit staff? Let's say I gave Becca 500 bucks. Like I sponsored a post, right? She makes, she does yeah. jokes. She does jokes. Um, do you think that that would rec like could the, is that a part of a strategy that could help recruit camp staff go out and find you know these like sort of mini influencer types that a lot of college students are looking at and give them give them some money and, and it works you know that's what the big brands are doing does that work for us or am I totally off my rocker 
I think that it could possibly work. And the coolest thing about this is the only way you're going to find out is if you try it. And you find the person who speaks in the right voice, who represents your camp, who can really speak to the quality and hell yeah, I think it could work, right? And if it doesn't, it was something that you tried and you learned from. And I also believe very deeply in in making mistakes. Um, and that's why you don't do just one strategy, but many, many strategies, because maybe nobody's coming to my skating party and I'll be real sad. I'm still going to have fun, but maybe your strategy is going to work. And, you know, like, and you just got to come at it from as many angles as possible and figure out again, what works for your unique community, because what works at stomping ground might not work at a camp um, in Texas, you know? All right, come on. Give me one more weird idea. So this, this one, I'm, I'm looking for something, something bizarre. What, what would you do that's bizarre that might could work? A bizarre thing that might work. Oh, my goodness. I'm a huge fan of care packages. Um, okay. Like really super random care packages. And so maybe you have like a specific staff recruitment care package that's very tailored to the inside jokes from last year's camp season. I don't know. Like if you had a joke about, I don't know, Jack, give me an inside joke from camp. Um, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassing us right now. Oh, the, the teens at, uh, at the teen design residency uh, used to clown about uh, Uno a lot. And they also told me that, um, Athena told me that I had um, Rob Deerdeck energy, which I think she was picking on me about. Yeah. All right. So if there's an inside joke about Uno, then we're going to make sure that we send everybody a deck of Uno cards. Um, and it's going to be something tangible. Um, and you know, if the, the Rob Deerdick joke is not offensive, if you don't find that offensive, then you're also going to get like a fake signed photo of, of Rob Deerdick. Um, so just something that really harkens back to the summer of like, remember when that was so cool and we remember it now you remember it. Um, and also here's a magnet. So something like that's, that's particular to the summer, but somebody's going to open that package and be like, oh Yeah. I remember those late nights playing Uno. We were so tired and it was so hot and it was still so cool that I want to do that again. A well-placed care package can go a very, very long way. You could consider around recruitment season. You could consider around birthdays, like whatever the timing is. That was that was a zany idea. I don't know. Maybe it didn't land. Wait, I'm in. I love that. Wait, I love that. Here's what I'm going to do because I'm super busy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take 750 of the $2,500 and I am going to give it to three staff members. They're all going to get 80 bucks. They're all yes. going to get 80, 80 bucks, um, which whatever that is, that's 240 bucks. Uh, I'm bad at public math, so I apologize. And so we've got like, I don't know, 500 bucks left over. They're going to spend $500 on the rest of the staff to send them care packages. And they're going to make, they're going to write notes. They're going to get candy. They're going to, whatever. They're going to get a list of staff. They're going to get a list of the addresses. They're going to put it together. They're going to ship it out. And you know why I'm going to do it that way? Because I don't have enough time, Chris. I'm mm -hmm. busy. I got yes. a million things to do. But they don't. That What I just described takes one hour of my time. I've got to send right. them a thing and have a, a meeting with five staff about how they got to get yep. everybody fired up. Or three staff about how they got to get everybody fired up. Send them a list and get out of the way. They're going to be better at the jokes. They're going to probably be able to write more heartfelt notes. And, and I love that. I love that. $750. Let's go, Chris. We could spend that. Yes. Right. And you said it again, like so much of this is finding the people that can help you do it, not doing it yourself. It's going to be more authentic. It's going to be more fun and it's going to take it off of your plate as well. All right, Chris, we're about to wrap up, but I'm hoping that you're going to tell me one thing that you feel like 
you want to make sure is said by every camp director in an interview as they talk to their staff, their potential staff this summer? What is that going to look like? What's the one thing you want everyone to say? I think the most important thing that you can tell staff in an interview is how you live the values of your camp, whatever they are, in really tangible terms. You know, like, you know, you can't just ask a question about, do you respect all people based on their race, gender, sexuality, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-mm, no. Like, what does that look like in your camp? Like, in our camp, we believe that people of all genders and sexualities are are safe and valuable members of society. And we make sure that we play that out by having people introduce themselves with their pronouns and your whole list of things. Um, I think too often we don't, we too often see the interview process as we're interviewing them when it is equally as important that they're interviewing us. So we need to also be, be selling ourselves in our camp. And I think that you do that through, again, talking about the big things, but also talking about the fun shit that you're going to do at camp as well. I, uh, love I, I love fun, Jack. I love that. And I think what you're getting at too is like, how do we help the folks that are thinking about maybe might, could work at our camps, um, have informed consent about what they're like about to maybe do. Like, yes. uh, it's going to be hard to work at camp this summer. It's going to be really fucking hard. You're going to be tired. These things are going to be happening. Uh, the thing is, it's worth it because here's the mission of camp. What we're trying to do is inspire the next generation of radically empathetic decision makers. And so these kids are going to come here. They're going to bump into each other. They're going to be different from each other in a million different ways. But the thing is, they're going to get into arguments. That's going to happen at camp. And your job is going to be to help them find common ground. You are going to be finding common ground this summer, all summer long. And it matters because when these kids leave, they're going to go out and find common ground with other folks that are different from them. That's what you're going to do this summer. And it's going to be fucking hard and you're going to be tired. And I hope you choose to do it because the other thing is you're going to meet people that you never might could maybe have met and have the best sum- best summer of your life. And I hope you're going to be a part of it. But it again, it's going to be hard, Chris. It's going to be hard. Okay? Yeah. And if you want to do it, I want you to come be a part of this, but it's going to be hard. I love that. And there's there's two things that stick out. Um, and what you just said, it's hard, obviously. We want them to know that. The other piece that you said that I really want to call out and drive home is that it matters. They like, tell your staff and your potential staff that what they are going to do is going to matter because X, Y, Z. And that's informed by your mission and your goals. And I, I think that just doing those two things, it's hard and it matters, is going to make your interviews a lot more based in that informed consent model that you just named oh let's go it's hard and it matters baby yes that's the theme for uh for summer 2023 and beyond thank you all so much for for hanging out with us this has been chris restupin and and jack shock chris if people want to learn more about you where can they find you they can find me at www.transplaining.info and on instagram at transplaining that's where i hang out most of the time yeah, and smash a follow over on that Instagram. It's incredible. I love the stuff that, that y'all are putting out. So thank you, Chris. You're amazing. Uh, this has been fun. We will be back soon with another episode of the Summer Camp Society podcast, all about staff. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. Boom. Thanks so much for listening. Next episode, we'll be talking with Carly and our very own Kurtz to discuss more recruitment, retention, and entertainment. See you then.